your Locked On Golden Knights, your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. BGK loses twice at home over the weekend, lines in a blender, and our preview of VGK Columbus coming up tonight. Hi again, everyone. Thanks for making us your first listen each and every day. Our podcast is free and available wherever you get your podcast. And don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. And that is Locked On Golden Knights. Tony Cardasco, Chris Golick from Las Vegas. And Chris, VGK has <clears throat> its second, pardon me, it's a little froggy in here. Uh, not foggy, froggy. Okay. Same here. Same uh, here, brother. <laughs> VGK has its second two-game losing streak, and both times uh, they lost at home over the weekend. You could pick it up from there before I do. Yeah, no, that's, I mean, there's not much to talk about. Um, <clears throat> you learn about, about Friday's game and the perspective <clears throat> that Cassidy has. Uh, day after a holiday where the team is at home, when you – watched his post-game presser, it was almost expected that the team wasn't going to perform well. And that just kind of surprises me. There's these, you know, games after a holiday, first game back after the road trip. There's all these strange games where you look at it from from a betting perspective and you handicap it like that. And then when you hear the coaches actually buying into some of these things too, it's, it's very interesting. Um, The one, the strange thing on Friday's game was the goaltender selection for me. So Wednesday night, the game that I was at, um, after the game, someone asked about the goaltending rotation. Is there a one goal? You know, all, all that sort of stuff. And he started off by talking about the rotation. And he didn't know Cassidy's words. I'm paraphrasing, but his words were, would it be best? You know, Aiden Hill is going to start one of the games. He conceded that. Was it going to be best to start Aiden Hill without a full practice? Thursday, Thanksgiving, they're off. Friday, they're right back on the ice for a morning skate around, which is much different and less intense than a practice as far as work for the goalies go. So did you want Aiden Hill out there, you know, not being in rhythm? Or did you want to run back Logan Thompson, who is in rhythm? So right away, I'm like, okay, we're going to get LT on Friday and and Aiden Hill on Saturday. Nope, it was it was the opposite. That kind of surprised me. Yeah, that was a bit of a surprise. And is Aiden Hill the legit number two goalie because – slipping right now the last three games he's lost and he's given up three or more goals in each of those games and I'm starting to think that he's reverting back to the Aiden Hill that I know that you talked about in the preseason and perhaps you know he's slipping a little bit you always like him on Saturday nights anyway but not that it would have mattered because both goalies didn't get the job done the team around them didn't get the job done over the course of the weekend uh the Kraken game uh, Seattle, we thought that they would be one of those teams that just kind of grinds it away and uh, grinds out wins. And now just six points behind the VGK. These are big four-point games for the Vegas Golden Knights within the division. And they failed twice uh, in that Seattle game first. Uh, VGK trailed 2 nothing, Then the line jumbling, which we'll talk more about in the second segment. And then they come back and then they let up the two late goals and Uh, the contest there. Uh, I think that, you know, Cassidy said that Seattle was the better team, which kind of surprised me afterwards, Mr. Transparency. 
And uh, also, you know, Philip Grubauer, we saw him. And uh, I just want, they weren't doing anything, according to Cassidy, they weren't doing enough in the interior. That was his biggest complaint about the team uh, after the game on Friday night. So something that I, well, first, the interesting fact about Friday night's game before we get into some more commentary here. So you have the second ranked team in the NHL against the seventh ranked team being the Seattle Kraken and first and second in the Pacific. This is as of Friday night before the game. And you have the NHL's 31st and 32nd franchises that are currently in those spots right now. So just you got to tip your hat to uh, the Golden Knights and the Seattle Kraken for what they've both accomplished in their young histories. And obviously to see Seattle being a, at least through the first 20 or so games, a relevant competitive Pacific contending team. That's, that's pretty remarkable. They're the, hottest team. And, They're the hottest team right now, right? Yeah, I mean, outside maybe New Jersey, who maybe has fallen well, off a yeah. tiny bit. But, yeah, they're they lost definitely... the game, but whatever. Yeah, but they are definitely the, uh, the team on the radar in, like, their last 10 games. I think they've only lost once. Yeah, yeah. it's it, it's amazing. And being a Vegas Golden Knights fan, you have to appreciate what Seattle is doing. It was at our expense on Friday night. But, you know, you have to enjoy the game and enjoy these moments as a fan. Otherwise, you're, you're not doing it right, folks. You're just not doing it right if you can't at least acknowledge the fact that Seattle is doing a lot of good things. But, you know, the goalie situation is a con- it's a concern at the moment. But, you know, highs and lows, folks. We had a nine-game winning streak. We're still 16-6-1 or something like that right now. So, yes, there are some troubled waters. I did put that tweet out there during the Arizona Coyotes game about, what, two weeks ago, a week and a half ago, whatever the number is, that – I was concerned after the first period watching the Golden Knights play the Coyotes. And unfortunately, there's some truth behind that right now. But what we hope this is, we're hoping it is simply just the highs and lows of a season right now. Hot starts. And tonight, the Vegas Golden Knights are playing their ninth game in just six days. So that's something that needs to be factored to in all this. Um, No one's going to make an excuse for the team right now, but you do have to acknowledge reality. I do remember back in my corporate casino days on the strip, one of our uh, things, you have to acknowledge reality, blah, blah, blah. Well, reality is they're (laughs) in a tough schedule right now. And Tony, we've joked that the it's rigged for the golden Knights. Well, it's it's catching up right now. Nine game, (laughs) nine games, six days, folks. That's, that's a lot. Okay. So Saturday uh, VGK, According to Cassidy, played well the first seven minutes of the contest. Then those stupid penalties. Uh, the PK was not good. They gave up three power play goals. <laughs> Thumbs up. Yeah, no, I'm sorry, folks. I'm, me and Tony were both fighting frogs right now, unfortunately. We'll get through it, though. I mean, it was five on five. Let's start with the start of the game right now and going back to Cassidy's presser on Friday night before we get into Saturday's game. Cassidy took accountability and ownership for the loss on Friday for not having the team ready after the holiday and stuff like that. Okay, fine. I get that. I'm okay with that. Well, what, what's the excuse on Saturday for not getting the team ready? Let's go a little bit deeper before we before we tear apart Cassidy. First seven minutes of the game, the who would they play on Saturday? The Vancouver Canucks, that team. Canucks. The Vancouver Canucks were held shotless for the first seven minutes of the game. VGK had some chances. They had some high danger chances, uh, notably Stevenson and Mark Stone missed an absolute gaping, oh, man. unfortunately. And it, the puck just hopped off his stick. It happens with these light sticks. If there are times, if you don't hit the puck just right, it's going to go off the toe of your stick and you're going to miss. It happens. It's unfortunate. The timing absolutely sucked. Call it what it is. But, you know, that that's part of the game. And then 
Penalty, goal. Okay, fine. We can get through this. Penalty, goal. Random four-letter word under your breath. Okay. Elias Patterson, one-timer on a penalty kill, goal. Like, okay, what are we doing here? And the team was just lifeless throughout the game. Like, until the third period, they started uh, dropping the mitts a little bit. March so draws the game misconduct because uh, the Canucks player's fight strap comes off. That was interesting. Um, the fight strap being on the back of the jersey that connects to the shorts. If that comes loose some way, shape, or form, the player's ejected from the game. Go figure. Weird rule, but it is a rule. Um, and then Colasar actually had a pretty decent bout also um, in it, when he took exception to Riley Smith getting hit. So there was a little bit of life, at least. The team is trying to, trying to show something. And uh, kudos to Cassidy, something under the radar that I caught on Saturday's game. March is so particularly only had, I think, four, maybe five shifts in the first period of Friday's game. Clearly was singled out in the postgame presser without saying his name. And line two gets the start on Saturday night. So you can see Cassidy is trying to do the ceremonial things, if that's the right thing to say right there. Trying to do the ceremonial things, trying to give the team a chance to correct itself when things go wrong. And it still went wrong, unfortunately. Yeah, and uh, those two fights were Colasar against Dakota Joshua and Marcia So. Um, he beats up Connor Garland. It was the first fight for Garland, right? I think they picked on he picked on someone his own. I'm size. not sure, but I know it was. They said in the post game the sixth time I believe a player has had a goal and a fight as a Vegas Golden Knight. The last <laughs> Golden Knight to do it, Ben Hutton. Oddly enough, <laughs> hey, uh, how did we do in this lock of the night? Uh, I don't know. Don't ask me. We only got three goals this weekend. We we all we all stuck. I think I, I got I one. No, no, no. I think I got one for March. So did I have March? You might have. I don't know. I, I didn't tabulate it. I honestly didn't tabulate it because it was three goals, and I'll do it all together when I uh, put out tonight's <laughs> lock of the night. And whatever we say, just fade us tonight, folks. Just fade us. I mean, it was like three goals overall, so no one did any, did well. We're going to get into this uh, later on this morning, but I wanted to talk about. I put up a poll. Uh, we really like polls here at Lockdown Golden Knights. Uh, put up a poll uh, asking on this road trip coming up, how many points will VGK get with the road trip coming up? Columbus, Pittsburgh, Detroit, and Boston. And I put zero to three. That got 14% of the votes, uh, most precincts reporting. Uh, four to six points, uh, 74%. So right in that middle there. And seven to eight points, 12%. Uh, I'm going to put this maybe at uh, three and a half, three and a hook. I'll put up there. Is that's that a exactly good number? What I was, that's exactly what I was going to say, Tony. It's exactly what okay. I was going to say. When we return, we're going to talk about uh, Bruce Cassidy and sitting those veterans, which uh, Chris alluded to. Uh, how do they react? We'll talk about that when we return right here on Lockdown Golden Knights. If you thought about securing your home with home security, but I've been putting it off, you'll want to listen up right now. Lockdown VGK listeners can order the number one rated Simply Safe home security system for 50% off. This is their biggest offer of the year. What I like most and Chris likes most is Simply Safe's advanced technology. Whether it is controlling your system from your home with your phone, watching the crystal clear HD live stream of your security cameras, the wide variety of high tech sensors, all of that. And Simply Safe was named the best home security system of 2022 by U.S. News and World Report for third year in a row. In an emergency, 24-7 professional monitoring agents use Fast Protect technology. It is exclusively from Simply Safe to capture your critical evidence. 
to verify that the threat is real so you get the priority police response. 24-7 professional monitoring service costs less than a dollar a day. That is less than half the price of ADT's traditional professionally installed system. Don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system that Chris and I recommend. Get 50% off any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL. That's simplysafe.com slash NHL, locked on NHL. And there is no safe like Simply Safe. Welcome back, Tony Cardasco and Chris Golick from Las Vegas. Thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. I've got a ton of notes on the pad today. A lot happening with VGK over the weekend. A ton to unpack. And uh, Chris, on Saturday, uh, on on Friday night, let's go back to Friday first. Uh, you said that the team was lifeless on Saturday, which uh, you have to agree. And on Friday, Cassidy sits the veterans, right? Says they come back rather plump from Thanksgiving and all that. Uh, they were so flat in the game. Uh, Cassidy sat uh, Jonathan Marcheseau, which we talked about for a while. I think he sat Michael Amadio. Uh, I don't believe that this team, uh, the vets on this team like that discipline. You talked about one word in that first segment. And again, the one that Max Pacioretty was stressing, accountability, accountability. And he wants accountability with this team. I just think that they are rather soft. I really do. And I don't think that they're, they're simply soft. Okay, but I, I just don't think, Chris, that they're going to be able to play that style unless they get some some more grinders, you know, in the lineup and what have you. The style I think that Bruce Cassidy really wants with this team. So after the lines were jumbled, then he put back, you know, the starting lines and all that. After the game, uh, Mark Stone, I don't know if you caught his comment. Uh, he was asked about, OK, so Cassidy uh, put the, the lines in a blender and put you guys, you know, back in your on your regular lines. And he said, what do you think of that move? You know, someone asked him that, one of the reporters. And he says, well, you have to ask the coach, which is kind of in a snobbish, you know, sort of way. So I, I hope that, you know, and this is why I was texting you, is Cassidy perhaps going to lose the locker room? Because let's face it, these are a bunch of spoiled players here in Vegas. They really are. They've been pampered from the get-go, and more so particularly, I think, in the Peter DeBoer era. And so now you have an era of accountability. How are these players, how are the veterans going to react? That's a major concern for me. Um, I didn't catch the comment, and that's certainly interesting. Uh, Mark Stone, usually pretty honest about what he says as well. And a comment like that is a bit eyebrow-raising. Is it a concern, something we're going to, you know, be too hard on i don't know about that i mean you know they just had a, a tough weekend and things like that and just weird and stuff and you're gonna get some emotion out of these guys some are a little different you know some are a little more reserved and mark stone is gonna say what mark stone is gonna say you know and i guess nice to see captain out there after you know the rough game on friday kind of seeing some of the i, I wonder what the process is how they select players to come out win you know and i'm i'm, I'm I'll, I'll ask i'll learn how that works and you know, Mark Stone maybe raise his hand. Bad game. I'll I'll I'll, I'll talk to the media. I, I don't know how that works. Um, sure, have they been pampered since the beginning? I guess, and you know, they are the darling team. At least they were the darling team. But you know, now this sixteen and six team that's struggling a little bit is getting some boo birds at T Bowl Mall Arena. People are booing a sixteen and six sixth year expansion team, and 
<clears throat> fair fowler. Otherwise, you know, you can you can be the judge of that. But life isn't that bad right now. I don't think we're worried about the Bluebirds. Um, is Cassidy losing the locker room? Are there troubles? I, I think we're a bit premature in that statement. We want to see how they respond. And it's not about how they respond during this losing streak. T- tough times are going to come. It happened under Gallant. It happened under DeBoer. It's happening under Cassidy. It's happened under all sorts of other teams. It's going to happen. And it's not about, you know, they could lose three or four games in a row after this right now, and it could be terrible, right? It could be a five or six game losing streak. But let's see what happens a week and a half from now when they start to get it together. We know they can win. And Cassidy's mentioned uh, when I asked him about the team's biggest strengths and weaknesses. You know, again, paraphrasing, but one of the biggest strengths he feels the team has is the ability to move the bar and excel in the way they play and things like that. You know, the bar is set higher. They play better. The bar is set higher and higher and higher. Right now, the bar is up here, folks. The bar is, there we go. The bar is right about up there as far as how the team has performed through the first 22, 23 games right now. And now things are, you know, they're playing about down here. They were winning. There we go. They were winning with an effort down here against teams like Arizona and uh, Winnipeg and some other teams like that. And now Seattle comes in, they get Vancouver on a back-to-back. They need to get back up to this type of ability and they come out with this type of effort. So, you know, again, highs and lows, these things are going to happen. And now we're going to see what Cassidy is made of. Now is when we see what Cassidy is made of. And I think he whiffed on Saturday night. I will point blank say he whiffed on Saturday. I wish I had my media credentials on Saturday. I wouldn't trade anything to be at a game with my kid. I want to be clear about that. But if something happened where I was able to get down the locker room and I wish someone from the media would have fired this question off, follow me here, folks. On Friday night, Bruce, you changed around the first lines. You got results. The team tied the game. You went back to your lines because it was a new 40-minute game, as you stated. So what was it on Saturday that you liked about your lines that did not lead to you changing the lines? I would have I would have paid good money to get that answer. I would have, you would have seen a different side of Cassidy. I'm not saying a bad thing. I'm not saying he was going to storm off the podium and start yelling, but Cassidy is very honest and transparent. And he's either going to take accountability and said, you know, maybe I should have done that, or he's going to give his reason. And maybe it's, I like what the team has done. This is what, this is what's worked. And that's back to the corporate world. I absolutely hate the response. It's worked in the past. So it's going to work in the future. If you would have said that, I would have been like, Okay. I mean, I can't question him, obviously, in a press conference. Uh, on, but, Friday, you know. on, Friday, on Friday night, Chris, you would have been part of the funeral proceedings because oh, the reporters were just so sad and just distressed about the line changes in their demeanor. And you can just listen and hear their voices. And, and Cassidy said, I know, go ahead, shrug it off. And Cassidy said that he pushed the team because they needed to be pushed in that area. And he did admit that he sent a message. And now, again, here, we have to go back to historical perspective, right, with Cassidy. Uh, All of the stuff that happened in Boston calls out the veterans. Um, Said in Boston, you know, they didn't respect taking care of the puck. Sits the vets. Uh, DeBrusque, him and uh, Cassidy at odds. DeBrusque wants a trade. Uh, Adversity, I think this could just be the start, the tip of the iceberg. Again, these are pampered guys here in Vegas. I mean, you can't you can't deny that these guys have just been coddled in this organization, especially the misfit line and players that have been here for a minute. No doubt. And it's a fair statement. And folks, I know some people are going to go after Tony for saying that, but Tony is 100 percent correct. And 
you look back at what Max Pacioretty said about, again, we're also talking about how it's been historically, not how it is right now, because we don't know exactly what's happening in the locker room with Cassidy. And time will tell what is happening, whether we hear about sooner or later or two and a half years from now, because that's about how long every VGK coach lasts. But we'll learn what this locker room is like. But Tony is 100% spot on that the previous five seasons of VGK have been coddled. Stanley Cup, season one. No one in that on that team ever going to have to buy a drink in this town again. Season two, terrible luck, not a major. Even though Gerard Gallant lost that series, I'll beat the drum on that until uh, until someone proves me otherwise. And then we can go back on the DeBoer era as much as we want, and we're, we're not going to do that. But Max Pacioretty mentioned the country club atmosphere, your car getting washed. Uh, doesn't matter what happens. Everyone's happy and upbeat and positive and bright eye and bushy-tailed to see everybody, even when things aren't going well. So, you know, Tony is 100% spot on right now. I also do think we are in a new era where Cassidy is not going to stand for that, though. He is, I mean, he benched the veterans on a team that was 15 at the time, 16, four and one. Like what's, you know, so you got to give Cassidy some credit for trying to shake it up right now. He's also, again, corporate acknowledging the reality that Friday's game after the holiday at home is tough. He would have rather been on the road, but he also wouldn't trade anything for the opportunity for the players to be around their families. So he sees the big picture. Um, You know, going back to Cassidy, sure. Are there, were there issues in Boston? Absolutely. There's issues with every coach after they get fired. Coaches just don't get fired for really no reason at all. Maybe besides Barry Trotz, unfortunately, but you know, that's just kind of a, how things go in the NHL. <clears throat> Pardon me. Um, where I was ultimately uh, kind of going here is we'll see what happens right now. Cassidy is sending messages, whether it's subliminal through the media, which he is doing a little bit. I'm sure there's a closed door version <laughs> of him, but let's he go sure back to is. Cassidy's history he, he knows, for a second. He definitely knows how to manipulate the media. He's the he master does. at this game. He Go does. Ahead, and sorry. that's good. That's good. Maybe, maybe he's not as honest as we all think. Who knows? We'll, we'll <laughs> learn. We'll learn in about 10 to 12 more games who Cassidy really is. I'm still taking him at face value. I'm not knocking him right now, but in 10, 12 days, we might point back to some of this, be like, okay, now I see what you're doing. But, you know, Go back to his time in Boston. He's succeeded in everything he did. Even the last season, limps into the playoffs, almost knocks off the number one seed Carolina Hurricanes. So, you know, give the guy credit for hopefully um, taking what he learned, what he did well, what he didn't do so well. And hopefully he can connect the dots here in in Vegas. And he has. I mean, we're still uh, the top team in the Pacific last time I checked. We're still, I think, third overall in in the league. So, you know, we're, we're much better than anyone thought we would have been right now, folks. Much, much better. That's for sure. And the thing that I'd like to see is Cassidy bring in some of his own players that he knows will play his style of hockey. None of these guys are his his guys. None of them are. Uh, and so what were some of those jumbled lines that I see Cotter with Eichel and Smith? Um, Kessel, I was going back through my tweets to see. Was, was Kessel, on, Kessel on a line with uh, Carlson and was it Smith too? I, yes, I don't Carl. Yes. Yeah, so um, – you saw you saw Kessel go up to line two and basically replace Marchessault. At one point, uh, I actually Stone Cotter and and uh, Eichel were were aligned at one point. So he basically sat Steve Stevenson. And the the credit I gave because obviously at that point we're thinking there's injuries. We're thinking something strange is happening. And right away, this is this is my tweet right now. Stone Cotter Eichel on a line. Haven't seen Marchy in a minute. Cassidy seems prepared. First time we've seen a top six forward go down early, and Cassidy has a plan. 
And again, the team was responding, which is why I said Cassidy has a plan. Now, Cassidy's plan was, okay, we're going to go three lines and uh, bench uh, bench some of our uh, high-end talent. But, you know, point being, we all thought there was an injury or multiple injuries, and it was time to put him in a blender and figure something out. And again, I said Cassidy has a plan because the team responded. Cotter looked better. Of course, you put Cotter out there with uh, Stone and uh, Eichel, he's going to look better. Phil Kessel gets a goal and was notable, was excuse me, noticeable on line two and you know we're, we're we mentioned uh, line jumbling and stuff this is the time folks to you know make some changes the team was okay out of the gates and then they went to the the current line combos in the third period of some game right at the start of this winning streak and boom a nine game winning streak top team in the in the league for a long for a little while still a top in the pacific top in the west so this might be time to go back to those day one lineups that were a little more balanced which had the misfit line chopped up, which uh, saw Kessel up on line one. You know, maybe this is the time Marchie goes down to line three. And it's not about sending a message. It's just about spinning the dials and doing what needs to be done. What's crazy is, okay, so again, like this team is always home for the holidays. Always. It's just incredible, really. So, okay. That, that works against us, Tony. That works against I us. Saw, I saw a photo. Marcia saw somebody <laughs> tweeted out towards – Marcia so with a child, niece, or whatever on his lap, and the big bottle of wine from Foley's, you know, winery in the background. Okay, great. Uh, it is good family time. So you're telling me bet against VGK Christmas time, New Year's. Okay, we're going to do that. We'll definitely do that. Put that day in. after. So day after, not day of. Day but, after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. During That's that time key. period, because they'll be home. Uh, if adversity is just a two-game losing streak, then things are okay, right, with VGK. I, I just I sensed and I tweeted out to you. Uh, is it panic? I felt like it's panic time. And, and, and what brings me back. Yeah, de- definitely. And what brings me back to that was just, you know, Cassidy um, after that first loss to St. Louis saying, hey, you know, it's time for a sense of urgency. Well, uh, I don't know if everyone is particularly responding. I was really surprised uh, that he did bench and it was Stevenson, the other player uh, and Amadio, the put him on the bench for some shifts, what have you, with Stevenson and Marshall. So uh, he's had both of those veterans down. That is sending a major message. And to me, uh, Stevenson just plays so hard every night. So uh, to me, that was a major message. He wanted everyone else to to notice it. Why didn't he stick with the uh, makeshift lines, though? Because they, they were working. So you're, you're alluding to Friday's game. Why did he go back yeah, yeah, yeah. to his regular lines? And Cassidy's answer to that, there this was brought up to some degree. The answer was go back to what works. It's a new 40-minute game. He felt the spark would have been there. I'll buy that comments. I will absolutely buy that comments. It's worked in the past. He wanted to give the guys a chance to prove that they would succeed the way they have succeeded all season. I'm okay with that with that comments. But that comment, in my opinion, also loses a little bit of credibility when he stubbornly, call it what it is, when he stubbornly stays with what has worked when the team is absolutely getting blown out. You know, you're not, LT didn't lose that game, but LT was shelled. You bring Aiden Hill out there to maybe get a spark. I mean, I don't know. I really felt like Cassie just didn't do a whole lot, at least what we can see. Not necessarily what he was saying on the bench, but from what we can see now, a couple of times, me and uh, my friends around us in the back of 217, we were actually watching um, Cassie at the same time. I forgot what happened. I don't know if it was Stone's 
missed net or something happened. It was a second period. They were attacking on the other side. And you saw right away Cassidy, like he turned away. He was mad. Went right. To, I think his thing is when he's mad, he goes to the water bottle. Like he goes back to take a drink. And I think that's his way of, <laughs> you know, <clears throat> channeling a little bit of anger. But looking ahead at the schedule right now, 16 games between now and the end of December. 16 games. That's a lot of games. And VGK has struggled with less rest, and we, as we just alluded to right now. So what does success look like for the next 16 games? I'll take somewhere between 16 and 20 points. I'll take somewhere between 16 and 20 points. If we do better, that would be remarkable. I'm curious if there's a line what for the month, what, what it's going to look like. But, you know, if we can get 16 more points, we'll be sitting right around 50 points through 38, 39 games. And then hopefully we can, you know, sometime – turn it on and, you know, win three out of four for, you know, a month or so, that type of pace. By benching those veterans on Friday night, I think that it backfired on Saturday. I really do. I, I just think in most instances, he might be able to push. We know the psychology of this team. We've seen them enough, right? In most instances, it would work where you bench the starters and you bench your top line guys out of your top six. In this instance, I just want, I was so curious to see what type of a team would come out. They played well on Saturday night for seven minutes, and then everything collapsed, and then the PK just went to hell. And so to me, I, I I don't think that this is the way to coach the team with knowing what these players are like, their temperaments, and how they react. And Mark Stone, to me, said it all. Uh, I don't know. Go ask the go, – he's the coach. Go ask him. Well, what kind of an answer is that? It's it's an emotional answer. Stone was obviously mad after getting shelled and call it what it is. It's unfortunate. Um, time will tell if he's handling this team the right way or not. And as fans, what do we want? You know, do we want Pete DeBoer who's going to smile on the podium? No, no, no. And... We, we want the, we want the tough love for okay. sure. But but I just don't know what is this the team, team resp- going to respond. Is what you're saying? How they're going to respond to that? I I, I just the younger really players are going to respond that part. The younger players are going to respond. They're going to see the opportunity. Right. Absolutely. But, you know, with the veterans, though, I just think that they are just in that groove here in Vegas. And, and hey, you can't kind of tell me how to do this or that. I I don't know. We'll have to see. Cassidy will. He's fiery. He's he's a little more fiery than we might give him credit for. And (laughs) Oh, no. He definitely is fiery. He's going to find a way. So coming up next, boy, I wish we could talk about this much more. We'll have a preview of tonight's game as VGK travels to Columbus. Vocal cords are coming back. Myself and Chris, stay with us right here on Locked On Golden Knights. BetOnline.net, your number one source for sports betting information, for stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you really love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We are always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fixed. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn a lot more. Bet online where the game starts. Welcome back from Las Vegas, Tony Cardasco and Chris Golick. We appreciate you tuning in. And please make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel at Lockdown Golden Knights. You can find us on Twitter at Tony Dasco at TD Chris G. Although his Bears didn't get very many TDs against my Jets yesterday. And also at Lockdown, PGK. 
I had I had the Jets minus seven and a half. Once I saw the I tweet saw you. that Peterman <laughs> might be playing, bet the it was bet the house, bet your aunt's house, bet your uncle's trailer, or maybe I got the aunt and uncle mixed up. But yeah, whatever. That was that awesome. worked out. I saw that. Winner, yeah. winner. <laughs> yeah, the only the only team. Even though I'm a Jets fan, I'm a fan of uh, preserving my cash even more. So really so, fast, folks. Here's some football love. Raiders people, Josh Jacobs, especially if you're a fantasy smokes. player yesterday. Woo! You have two him on your fantasy team? Oh, yeah, two out of three of my teams. I went from getting shelled to a walk-off victory tonight. So nine and, pretty, yeah. nine and three, eight-game winning streak. <laughs> <laughs> no adversity with your fantasy team. Uh, Golden Knights beginning the four-game road swing in Columbus against the Blue Jackets tonight. And uh, CBJ, they trailed the a vision. They are leading New Jersey. Uh, they are trailing leading uh, New Jersey by 21 points uh, thus far. Uh, Blue Jackets in last place in the Metropolitan uh, Metropolitan Division, formerly known as the Discover NHL Division during the pandemic. On Friday, Blue Jackets uh, lost to the Isles uh, three to two. They also had uh, the weekend game postponed in Nashville, which was really bizarre. Water water main break something like that, right? Yeah, yeah, water main break. Story so far. Uh, six players, including Patrick Line, are on the injured list. Don't care. Uh, yeah, and Don't you care. also have <laughs> you also have uh, the goaltender Elvis Merzlikens. I can never get his Merzlikens. Elvis. Elvis. I fine. did say it right. Okay, uh, he's out, and so they've got uh, a couple of goaltenders. Um, you've got Junis Corposalo and Danelle. Tarasov. Tarasov. Yeah. I remember that Those from, from his uh, rookie card. Danelle Tarasov. Yeah. So, uh, but Elvis wasn't doing well anyway. Two and five, 4.74 goals against average. And I think we could start with goaltending. And I see a pretty high scoring affair tonight in Columbus. I wrote an article when I was back with Franchise, which is what connected me and Tony, that there was the, this is the first time we had the big issue drama with Leonard and uh, Flurry. I said, get rid of them both and actually get someone like Elvis Mers Lincolns. A name like Elvis and T-Mobile on the strip on a Saturday night, like how awesome! All the people with the Elvis glasses and stuff. It would have been, it would have been perfect. But that's another story for another time. You mentioned uh, Columbus's injury problems. Don't care. We had our share last season. No one cared. But what we do care about is going in there and punishing them and getting the ship rights. Just looking back, I mean, they gave up six goals. They gave up five goals. They gave up four goals. They gave up four goals and one, gave up four goals and one, gave up six goals and lost. I actually remember watching that game at the bowling alley with my kid before the UNLV game when the Red Wings crushed them. Uh, gave up three goals and one, gave up three goals and lost, gave up three goals and lost. Nashville, they would have given up four goals and lost. And now here comes the Vegas Golden Knights, who um, we'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, Columbus was a team, you know, uh, getting Johnny Hockey, right? Getting Johnny Goudreau, that was... Uh, a big acquisition for them. And people thought they might be a, you know, a relevant contender in a tough Metro, not as tough as the Atlantic go figure, but in a tough Metro division and a lot of injuries, you do have to acknowledge the injuries. I know I'm, I'm being tough on them, but you do have to acknowledge their injury troubles right now. And we'll see if they can write the ship at some point, but you know, again, VGK though, have not had a full practice. They traveled yesterday. Today will be a pregame skate, usually optional. So we'll see. Um, We'll see what they come out with after this. So they will have some practice because they got two days off before their next game. Yeah. Their next game isn't until Thursday, actually. Right. And so uh, last March, we remember the game where they beat VGK. Uh, Cole Sillinger had the hat trick. Remember 
youngest player in the NHL. I think he still is. Uh, Blue Jackets, 7-3-1. and one. Here's a stat for you. When they score more than three goals in a game. Well, that's going to happen so, tonight, the way things are going. <laughs> I think I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. Uh, VGK, again, on the road, 9-1-1, uh, one, and one, which is pretty strong. Uh, and I think that it's a good way to get better for the VGK tonight, uh, even though it's on the road. But they, they definitely have responded better on the road. And we'll have to see now Cassidy could get the team together. A lot of distractions. There's a ton of distractions here in Vegas in our normal life. So I can't imagine with the VGK and the players and what they have to go through every day. Um, do you want to go with the, what your locks of the night? Yes. Okay. I All think right. you go first today. I'll 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 take two. Hopefully, I'm not taking any years, but uh I'm just gonna go with the line with the line two com or no, I'm gonna go I'm gonna take the two players that were benched, okay. I don't know if I've already took these players. I don't care. Take whoever you guys want tonight. But uh, I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to go with Marchie, who was benched. I'm going to go with Stevie, who was benched. Let's take uh, the benched players. I'm going to go with Wah and and Smith. I like that. I like that. All right. So we got Wah and Zach. Is Zach Whitecloud? Do we know the extent of his injury? Do you know when he came off the ice? Because I wasn't watching as close. <sighs> Did he not finish the game on Saturday? Because he came back on the ice on Saturday. He definitely came back out. Okay. I was busy calling... right the, and got right to the box, unfortunately. The reason why I lost my voice, I was busy calling the UNLV game where they won by 72 points. So a lot of dunks. What do you call a game? Dunk, what do you call dunk, a game dunk. like that? You got to start telling random stories about stuff. Oh, I mean, of course. I mean, that's, plenty... that seems like where you're going to be BSing a lot, Tony, which you're good at. The king of randomness right here. So, yeah, that was pretty easy. Uh, Johnny Goudreau, again, seven goals, 13 assists on the season. And that's going to be the player that they're going to have to mark in this game. Uh, but not much more. A lot of injuries, as we said, uh, for Columbus. But just come out. They got to fire. They got to score early. They got to get set the tone. They got to yeah, get going. They early. haven't set the tone in a while. I mean, even the games right. are winning, they're not scoring first. Yeah, they'll play much better on the road. I just have a, a really good you know. And Cassie knows the Metro and the Eastern Conference better than anybody. The Discover, NHL, Metro. Whatever, Tony. Take us home. Take us home. Taking us home. Thanks for tuning in. We appreciate you listening and watching us here on Lockdown Golden Knights. Thanks for making us your first listen each and every day. See you again tomorrow. We'll have a recap of the VGK Columbus game. Plus, we'll get our voices back and back on track. We start off a very busy week for the Vegas Golden Knights on this road swing. Take care. Tony Cardasco for my man, Chris Golick. See you tomorrow right here on Lockdown Golden Knights.